It's the Gardner-Webb Coaches Show Podcast, presented by Alpha Graphics South Charlotte, the premier custom printing, marketing, and signage company located in the heart of Charlotte. Visit alphagraphicssouthcharlotte.com. Here's your host, Phil Constantino. Earlier today, Chris Reisert was introduced as the next head football coach here at Gardner-Webb University. He joins the running Bulldogs after five very successful seasons as the head coach at Division II Tiffin University in Ohio. 40-11 overall record, 32-4 conference record, three conference titles, three-time conference coach of the year, two playoff appearances, and he brings that success here to Boiling Springs. Chris, congratulations and welcome. Thank you. No, it's awesome to be here. It's a privilege to be here and Excited to get to work at Gardner-Webb. Our conversation with Coach Reisert is presented, as always, by Alpha Graphics South Charlotte. Alpha Graphics South Charlotte is the premier custom printing, marketing, and signage company located in the heart of Charlotte. Visit alphagraphicssouthcharlotte.com. This has become a custom in podcasts with new coaches uh, over my time here at Gardner-Webb. We're going to start with a little fun. Okay, We're going I like to start that. with get to know Chris Reisert. You ready? I'm ready. Favorite food? Steak. Well, how do you like the steak? <laughs> Medium. Medium. Like red? No, I'm I'm more of a pink. more of a, a pink in the middle. Okay. Favorite hobby? You can't say anything that has anything to do with football. Golfing with my family. Handicap. I don't want to give it out. Uh, no, it's um, it's okay. It's it's uh, it's lower than it's lower than it should be. I, I think uh, I think I got to get it back up for uh, before I get back out there again. I have a weird feeling that in the next few months in this new job, you won't be playing a whole lot of golf. I think that's probably a good uh, estimation on your end. Um, you know, I think we might be a little bit preoccupied with some other stuff, but you never know. I got my clubs in my trunk as always, and. Uh, Maybe one of these days get out there and hit some balls and, and uh, just to kind of quiet the mind. But I think it'll be a few months before that happens. Favorite movie? Remember the Titans or For Love of the Game. Remember the Titans because it's, it's the greatest sports movie of all time. For Love of the Game because the, it's the greatest baseball movie of all time. As I was coming up with my questions yep. preparing for this last night, I just had a weird feeling in my head because maybe this is what every football coach says. That you would say, remember the Titans. Yeah, well, so we do remember the Titans meeting. So it's something we started uh, five years ago where in the offseason we do um, – remember the remember the, the thing in the movie where uh, Coach Boone, they're at camp, right? And Coach Boone was unhappy that they were coming together as a football team. And so he said, hey, from this point forward, you're going to get to know every single player in, our, in the program and report back to me. And until then, we're in three days. Well, obviously, NCAA rules prohibit three days. But, right, it's our way. Um, we do once a week, every Wednesday, where guys have to connect with one guy. We pair them up player and player, coach and coach, coach and player. Um, it's a way for us. We have different questions they ask each other. It's a way for us to connect and communicate. Something different and unique and um, kind of a tribute to my favorite movie of all time. And you're going to start that here at Gardner-Webb shortly, I presume? We will. Yeah, okay. when everybody gets back on campus, that'll be part. We do Wednesday culture meetings. And so, um, you know, really kind of dive into connection, dive into teamwork, dive into discipline training and uh, become the best versions of ourselves as a team. And, and then so much of it is just honestly kind of opening up and getting to know one another. Favorite musical artist? Garth Brooks. Do you have a favorite Garth Brooks song? The Dance. 
It's too good. The um, Colin Baton Rouge would be a second. My wife and I went to the concert in uh, Buffalo a couple summers ago, and um, he, he's he's second to none. He's stud. So, yeah, that's that's our guy. I'd be lying if I said I knew a whole lot of Garth Brooks songs. <laughs> you know where I'm from. We've already Come discussed this. Come on, the New Yorkian, you didn't, didn't have too much Garth, huh? No, right. not a whole lot. We'll uh, change I, that. Next time I see you, I'll be I'll be blaring it out. We'll we'll get you on board. A lot of respect for Garth, though. Like him a lot. Uh, enjoy watching his interviews when, when he talks about his career. Don't know a whole lot of his music. <laughs> but apparently he has friends in low places. Very true. Know. You do know a lot about his music. There yeah, you go. there you go. Uh, favorite pro football team? Cincinnati Bengals. I grew up in Cincinnati, um, so so obviously always a fan. Um, yeah, uh, followed them for a long time. You know, in coaching though, it's tough. You really don't have don't have too many teams. You know, you really um, you don't get to watch too many games. You don't get to to watch too much stuff because you're you're kind of focused on your own team. So the little bit I get to watch is all about the Bengals and Joe Burrow. I've never watched less college football than in this job. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, I, I you're busy every Saturday. You are every Saturday, and then after the game when you want to sit there and watch somebody else play you really more want to watch your own game and you're you're already into the next week so it's um you know we get to watch a little bit of a little bit of pro football long after the season and when you get into the playoffs so other than that it's basically focusing on Gardner Webb favorite sport that isn't football um you know I always grew up loving basketball that was that was I always wish I was a hooper um, just wasn't good enough. Didn't have the height. Didn't have the the uh, the speed and athleticism. I was a I was a pocket passer, not so much of a dual threat guy. So when it came to slashing on the on the on the on the hard court, um, that really wasn't my skill set. As I got older, but played played hoops in high school and um, and loved doing it. But uh, yeah, I was always I grew up thinking that I was going to the NBA, and then um, realized that hey, I'm you know maybe six foot, and that probably ain't going to be the case. I better focus on this football thing. All right, enough with the fun. Let's talk business. You're here at Gardner-Webb. You're the new head football coach. You're taking over a program that has won back-to-back conference championships. It's a program that um, is in a lot different place than maybe it was a few years ago. It is now a successful program. Dare I say it's a powerhouse, at least in its conference. You took over a fairly successful program at Tiffin. What is that like coming in, replacing a successful staff that moves on, and now you're tasked with taking it to a different level. What is that like? Yeah, I think um, I think there's a certain level of empathy that comes with that. You know, the players didn't ask for it, right? They didn't uh, they didn't want the change, and so you have to realize that. You have to realize that really, my job is to come in and earn trust of the guys that are still here. My job is to come in and prove prove value and to earn their respect, and I believe in that, you know. And and then also to understand what they're going through, you know. And so we have empathy, and then I think also just being true and being real about your vision, you know. I, I think we have a really good plan here. I'm steadfast in it. You know, we're not going to doubt it. We're going to continue to put together a tremendous staff. We're going to put together a great roster. You know, it's going to happen fast. You know, in today's day and age, in the transfer portal, things happen fast, and and you have to be able to move and evolve, and you can't flinch. And so, just a matter of of for us um, being aware of what happened right before here and the success that that got us to this point. We're proud of that. You know, we're proud of that and thankful for all the hard work that those guys have put into Garner Web Football, and we're certainly going to play off of it. Obviously, a lot of players have hopped in the portal. It's expected in 2023. Sure. Uh, the players that you have remaining on the team, have you met with them yet? We did. Yeah, yeah got to meet with them. Um, I'm losing track of days, but got got to meet with them. I think that was last night. 
And uh, was that last night? Last night or two nights ago? But, Sounds uh, right. Yeah, right. It all blends <laughs> together at this point, right? And uh, and it was great. No, it was a great meeting. Got to lay out our culture. And culture's organic, right? Um, what our culture was at Tiffin is not going to be what our culture is at, at Gardner-Webb, right? We're going to get down here and figure out who we are and what this football team's about. We're going to evolve and morph, and we're going to find the best way to lead and develop at Gardner-Webb. But um, it was a great meeting. You know, you had a chance to connect with the guys. And, and, you know, like I had said, you know, the reality of it is that um, I think there's a core group of guys that are still here. And, and the truth of it is that we're going to have to bring in a lot of guys to um, continue to get on to the next to the next step. What are your thoughts on the transfer portal, and do you intend to use it? Because you have, have a lot to. of spots to fill. Yeah, we're going to have to. I, I don't know that um, – I think I'd be super short-sighted to say no. You know, I think at this point, um, you know, prior to me being here, there was 35 or 40 kids in the portal from Gardner-Webb. And so the reality of it is is um, you're losing a lot, of, a lot of production, you're losing a lot of talent. And so we've got to make sure we fill the voids there. And what that means to me is opportunity. You know, it's an opportunity to connect with guys that fit our scheme, guys that fit our culture, guys that um, want to come in and have a chance to compete and build. Um, and I think that it's a tremendous – uh, opportunity. I don't see it as an obstacle. I see it as an opportunity and one that we can capitalize on, provided we do the things that we need to do. Will you attempt to recruit any Gardner Webb players that have entered the portal back to the school? You know the way the way I've kind of gone with them is: look, I'm going to Facetime everybody, right? So I'm going to have a one-on-one conversation with everybody that's in the portal, out of the portal, um, over the course of really the next four or five days. And it might be as simple as, "Hey, good luck. Thanks for all you did for Gardner Webb, and 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 we'll be following you, right?" Or it might be as simple as, "Hey, tell me." Tell me about you. Tell me why, right? And and just to see if maybe they have an interest in coming back, and then if it's the right fit for us. So I think um, I think those conversations are going to be had. But I do believe that um, the biggest conversations are going to be with guys that are here and coming back, and then guys that potentially are in the transfer portal that will be coming here to Gardner Webb. What do you say to fans, followers of the program? I think there is some concern that inevitably when a new staff comes in, the age of the portal, a lot of players leave. Um, there was a decision legally that came down that now allows, at least for a small window here, multiple-time transfers to play right away. That probably only complicates things on your end. But I think there is concern from the local community and Gardner-Webb fans that, well, we could bottom out right away, right? You lose a lot. You have a lot to replace. That is not a good situation for any head coach to enter. It's just a little difficult and it's going to take some time. What do you say to fans to give them some hope that you know, it might not be as difficult as, as maybe you think, and, and maybe this thing won't bottom out initially? No flinch. You know, and, and that's been kind of a mindset that everybody I've talked with. You know, the reality of, of we, we live in a transitional um, college football world. You know, uh, anytime there's a coach that leaves, the bulk of the talent is going to hop in the portal. And the reality of it is you're going to have to fill a void. And so our job as coaches is just to go in and attack and find a way to put together the best roster possible. And that's what we're going to do. You know, and at the end of the day, there is a lot of potential guys leaving, but that means there's a lot of potential guys coming in too. And so it's our job to work quickly, right? The biggest obstacle that we have is time. Um, and that's really truly what I believe. I don't – I think if given uh, – uh, more time. I think this is a very easy transition. But in our current situation, it's going to be a lot of long nights. It's going to be um, a lot of communication in a short amount of time. And it's just going to accelerate everything that we need to do. No flinch. No flinch. You used that a few times in your introductory yeah. news conference earlier today. Um, I understand that was a basic tenet of your program at Tiffin. Mm -hmm. 
no flinch dogs has already become a hashtag that yep. Gardner Web Athletics uh, on its football accounts is using to promote. Uh, where does no flinch come from? What's the origin there? You know, it comes from um, distractions everywhere. You know, um, issues arise in everyday life for our players, for our coaches. Um, life happens, you know, and, and at the end of the day is life happens and you have external factors that are trying to beat you down. The reality of it is you still have a job to do, whether it's to be a good student, you know, to be a good person, to be a good athlete, to be a good dad, good husband. We can't let circumstances dictate our behavior, dictate our attitude and dictate our effort. And so I look at it from a football perspective. All right, you gave up a big play, no flinch. Lock back in, do your job the next play. There's a lot of things outside of our control, and that's how I feel about, you know, you've mentioned, right, the roster turnover. It's not really in my control, right? The reality of it is I need to focus on what is in my control, right? What that is is building and developing the players that are here and then building and recruiting, right, the guys that aren't here to make sure that we put ourselves in the best possible situation. You have to build a staff, too. We do. It's a lot of spots to fill. Mm -hmm. You've been a head coach before. I have. Um, I know that you can't really talk until it's official, but do you have an idea of some of what your staff will look like? I do. No, and my big thing with staffing is be quick, but don't hurry. You know, I, I, I tried to use the same mindset at, at Tiffin. Um, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm being methodical in my approach, that I find guys that do fit us, that fit me. Um, you know, I do have two guys that will be here tomorrow. I have another guy that will be here next Tuesday, um, probably another four or five uh, by the end of next week. And so um, we're close. Uh, you know, we're close, I think, to figuring it all together. I have, um, you know, anytime you put together a staff, there's a couple – couple dominoes that need to fall and then the rest of it falls into place um and so just waiting for a couple of those dominoes to tip over and then the rest will kind of come together so the big thing for me is you know guys that are really really good dudes guys that are great recruiters guys that are good football minds that'll invest in our guys in a big way um on and off the field and so i'm really juiced about our staff i think um i think it's a bunch of guys that love to recruit and it's a bunch of guys that love ball and a bunch of guys that love uh to connect and to build and so it's going to be a group that um I think the folks here in Boiling Spring are really going to like. And today, Thursday, December 14th, your first official day on the job, I understand you already have a recruit on campus. Mm -hmm. So I'm amazed I'm amazed by how quickly things move nowadays. In college athletics, but I think more so in college football specifically than anything else. From the time you got the call that you were being offered the job and accepted the position at Gardner-Webb, how long did it take until your first phone call to either a recruit or a potential staff member. Yeah, the um, the, the ten minutes, twenty minutes. No, you know, I, I, you know, the, the day I got the job, obviously it had been in transition, and so some staff kind of knew that hey, this is potentially happening, and, and so you know they they were ready to go, and so I, that's where you know a couple guys are ready to go right now, and they'll be here, and, and they've known they've been coming for a while. Um, you know, recruiting um, right away. You know, I I think uh, you know for me it's like constant you know and and I think I the kid that's here today is a really really good player and can't speak about him obviously but um, I think we connected at like 1130 at night uh, the day I got the job and um, and just on a whim didn't know him uh, and uh, and reached out and tried to build a really quick relationship and here we are now so it's um 
you know, it's amazing what you can do with some effort and some phone calls and and uh, and some late nights. And uh, and so we'll see if we can piece it all together. We got a few guys in this weekend, and um, and so we're anxious to get started. But the bulk of our recruiting is going to be done in January, um, where we'll have a ton of guys on campus the third through the seventh, and um, and that will really be the basis of our spring football team. An industry friend of yours, new Indiana head coach Kurt Signetti, gave this quote about you. He has had to do it the hard way without any privilege and on his own. You come out of Division Two, you get humbled in Division Two. Personally, I've been at that level before. Uh, how does that prepare you for Division One? Yeah, I, I think I think where I came from is a tremendous place, and but you learn how to do more with less. Um, you learn how to how to look at what you do have versus what you don't have. You know, you, you look at um, you look at try and figure out all right, what are the great things that we can offer and don't shy away from the things that aren't here. You know, lean into the things that are here. You know, at, at Gardner Webb, right, we have a tremendous campus, right? We have a tremendous football stadium. We have um, a unique small town environment, right? It, where I came from was the same and people are going to say, well, it's a small town, right? I'm going to say, hey, it's a small town, right? Think about the relationships you can make. Think about the investment that the town has in your experience, right? To me, think about the amount of focus and energy you can put towards football and academics. And a lot of guys, right, they want to really be able to invest in these four or five years of their lives in order to capitalize coming out of here. And so I think that there's tremendous opportunity at the things that we do offer at Gardner-Webb, and I don't see it as a detriment whatsoever. What does year one success look like to you? I think laying the foundation of our program. I think beginning the foundation of our culture. I think getting a group of guys to play together and play hard, and we got to win. You know, and to me, you know, I think that I'm not going to shy away from that. we got to find a way to win. You know, we want to find a way to win another conference championship. I think that the reality of, of our situation is that, you know, you're going to get the bulk of your team in the spring. You're going to get them for spring football. You're going to add more guys, right, over the course of the summer. You're going to get to prepare in the summer. You're going to go to fall camp. You're going to get a chance in your first four weeks of the season to play some out-of-conference football, right? You're going to have some lumps, going to have some growing pains, going to have some good moments, some great moments, right? So maybe not so good moments, and you're going to keep getting better, 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 tighter and closer. And by the time we get to the conference season, we should be a full steam ahead. And so um, that that is, to me, where I see it. That's the way I've talked to our coaches about it is in year one, it's about constant development. It's about holding every single detail accountable, making sure that we are tough, that we are playing with our hair on fire, and that we are finding a way to squeeze every ounce of talent we have on our roster to find a way to bring value on Saturday. You said at your news conference earlier today, you reiterated three times and ended on that you believe you can win a national championship here. You kind of doubled down on that when we spoke on camera shortly after that. Uh, this is a program that before the last two years had never been in the playoffs before. Um, I think a lot of folks who follow Gardner-Webb football would think that that's a pipe dream and very far away, years and years away. Um, but the program is trending up. What makes you think that that's possible? That's that is a lofty goal. And what makes you think that's possible? Well, one, I think I think the um, I think the FCS landscape has changed, and I do believe that if you can build a sustainable product, right, and you can find one an ability to create depth and talent along the fronts on both sides of the ball on offense and defensive line, if you can create an opportunity to have a difference maker at quarterback, which the reality of it is. That's not that hard to do in today's day and age. You just got to find the right one. 
But the sustainability of the fronts is really, really key, right? And that starts with high school recruiting. That starts with finding high-level offensive and defensive linemen at the high school level, guys that want to be at Gardner-Webb, guys that love it here. They're a good fit for this place, and there's many that are. And you have to develop them all the way throughout their journey, right? By the time those guys are in their third and fourth season, you have potentially a dominant front. If you have a dominant front, you have a dominant quarterback, and you have one or two difference makers that you can either develop or create, right, using the portal. To me, right, there's no reason why you can't make a deep run in the national playoffs. You know, when I got to Tiffin, nobody in their right mind ever would have thought that what we did could have been done, ever. And when I got there, it was a 40% winning percentage for the university over the duration of its football program. I left there with an 80% winning percentage, the all-time winning as head coach. And the reality of it is that I, I don't shy away from that. I lean into that. And we were able to do things that people said couldn't be done. And I feel much about what's happening at Gardner-Webb. And the reality of it is that uh, there's a lot of reasons why I should say that we can't. But I think there's reasons why I should say that we can. And I think that we have to make sure that we don't focus on the end goal after today, right? Today, we're going to talk about where we're going, right? We're going to focus on where we could go and where we're going to go. But after today... It's about process. It's about the little things that are going to allow us to get to that point. It's about connecting. It's about creating a great staff, creating a great roster, creating a, a developmental situation from a strength, from a nutrition, from an academic, from a spiritual perspective, and finding a way to pour into our student athletes when we get them. So over time, we can strengthen each area of that. And I think that really can build a sustainable roster. And I believe at this level, if you can create a sustainable roster that has tremendous depth on both sides of the ball and talent, I don't know if there's any other pertinent thing that matters more. There are 133 FBS programs, including transitioning programs, 128 in the FCS. That means that there are 261 head coaching jobs in Division One football. For the first time, you're a Division One head coach. What does that mean to you? That's a crazy stat. I had no idea. Yeah, I, I, I had never thought about that, you know, to be honest. That's pretty cool, you know. Um, God is good, you know. Like, in all honesty, like, you know, it's it's his plan. It's his path, you know. I'm just along for the road, you know. And so it's cool. You know, it's um like, like Coach Sig said, you know, kind of done it the hard way. Like, you know, it hadn't been – you know, uh, it's it's been hard work. It's been effort. It's been energy. Um, it's been finding a way to treat people the right way, finding a way to just outwork people. Um, and so it's it's humbling to to be at Gardner Webb and to be a Division One head coach. And I guess I never really thought about it that way, but that's pretty cool, you know. And so we'll enjoy it for I don't know ten minutes, and then we'll get back to work trying to build this thing the right way. Your predecessor Trey Lamb, he had a lot of success here, and he moved on. He is beloved in this area. Uh, because of the success, taking what was previously not a great situation and turning it into a really good one. Uh, any intention to reach out to him and pick his brain? I talked to him today. Yeah. yeah, and he should be beloved in this area because of his success. Um, no, I talked to him today. What did he tell you? Uh, told me good luck, you know, and, and it was really as simple as that. We've talked prior to, and um, my thing is, you know, I, I have no ego, right? Like, like, Trey's a great coach, and he did amazing things here, and so we're going to lean into that. Like, I hope that he can – stay a part of the program i hope that every former head coach that's been at been at gardner webb will come back and support our program you know and and to me it's the same way for me at tiffin like i want them i want to see them do well 
you know, and hopefully at some point we'll have a chance to compete against ETSU, right? And then at that point, right, then we're probably not rooting for each other, right? But, um, no, I, I hope that there's a healthy friendship there. I hope that um, he's proud of what he's what he's accomplished here. hope that the players that, you know, were here during his time are proud of what they've accomplished here, and I hope they stay committed and around to the program. This is not your first job in North Carolina. You were at Elon briefly as an assistant a few years back. So I understand you've been to Spangler Stadium before. I have. Yeah, 2015. 2015, we won a triple overtime game. Yeah. So I, I've heard. Yeah, won a triple overtime game. And, and uh, I was telling the story earlier, just, you know, I, I remember vividly the two-point play that we had. That's like the, that's the you know, you, you remember a few things as a coach. And um, two-point play, we, you know, we hit our hit our tight end and, you know, covered him up with an offensive tackle and then shifted the offensive tackle over and the tight end lined up where the tackle was and, we snapped the ball. They forgot to cover the guy that was eligible, and boom, touchdown! You know, high high point catch in the back part of the end zone for a touchdown. And and uh, at that point, it was a it was an Elon victory. And so, um, yeah. So I, I I remember that. I remember you know uh, bits and pieces of the stadium, but I don't remember it being so awesome. You know, and so it's amazing. Uh, the cool things that have that have that have transpired since then. You got a brand new video board. You got um, all the improvements that have been made since that point. And so, I think it's just a sign of just the health of the university and health of the program and and the recent success that's happened. Like you can't lean away from that. You have to you have to take pride in that. And that's played a role in us to be where we're at right now, right? And so, um, the reality of it is like that's a really cool thing that's been done here, and we just can't wait to do it again. Your family. Your wife, Emily, son, Hawkins, daughter, Lennox. They were, especially your son, Hawkins, quite active at your news conference earlier today. Uh, What role do they play in all of this? So, you know, when you get me, you get everybody, you know, and so my kids will be here darn near every day. Um, Still looking to find a house. We we're trying to get a house in in Boiling Springs, and, and that's an ongoing process, it appears. My wife has been kind of keeping me updated with that. Um, My wife is my partner in this, you know. Um, she'll help us with events. She'll help us with fundraising. She'll she'll kind of do everything under the sun to help um, help push Gardner Webb right right with me. Um, my daughter and her will be over darn near every day for lunch. Uh, so we'll sit and have lunch together and probably outside because the weather's nice. And um, and so yeah, my kids are you know uh, in 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 coaching football right. You have two choices to make. You can either take time away from your football program to be with your family. Right. And you need to be with your family because that's the most important thing that you need to do as a dad. Right. And that's my most important job is to be a great dad and great husband. Or, right, you can bring your family to your football family. And that's kind of what we do. So my family's always here. And so our players will know Lennox. They'll know my wife. They'll know Hawk. Um, you know, they'll be at our house all the time, you know, having cookouts and get togethers. And that's why we're hoping to live in Boiling Springs. we got to find the right place. But, um, hoping to live here we want to be close so our players can come over and um, we want to be close so my family can be over here all the time and um, we just want to invest in the community you know and to me um, I hope that if we invest in the community the community invests in us and and will support us on Saturdays and beyond. Chris Reisert he's the new head football coach here at Gardner-Webb University. Chris thank you for the time congratulations and good luck. Thank you sir go dogs. That does it for this edition of the Gardner-Webb Coaches Show podcast. Catch us every week here on ESPNCLT.com. Until next time, I'm Phil Constantino. Thanks for joining us. The Gardner-Webb Coaches Show podcast is a presentation of the Running Bulldogs Sports Network. Any reproduction, retransmission, or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Gardner-Webb Athletics is strictly prohibited. 
Announcers are selected by Gardner-Webb University. You've been listening to the Gardner-Webb Coaches Show Podcast, presented by Alpha Graphics South Charlotte.